Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday. It is 1030, and it is time for a Bible study. Uh, glad you're here. Hopefully you are doing well. Hopefully you are uh, enjoying the, the beginning of winter, the shorter days, and preparing for Christmas. Today we are going to talk about faith. We're going to, so we, we finished Bible study a couple weeks ago. We've done a couple Bible studies, and now I just want to take an opportunity to talk about faith. Uh, how is it that we believe in God? Why is it that we believe in God? And how do we make sense of believing in God? And so uh, that's kind of what I was hoping we could talk about today. And uh, great to have you with me, especially those who are uh, with me live today. And for those who are um, listening on the Grace Abides and No Shortage of Questions podcast, uh, glad you're here. Glad you're here. And uh, good morning to all of you. Okay, so let's talk about faith. First off, where does faith come from? Well, faith, faith is a gift. Faith is a gift that is given to us by God. And so faith isn't something that uh, we, uh, we don't accept anything. We don't make a decision to believe it is given to us uh, by God. And where does this come from? Well, this comes from Peter in the book of Acts. Acts 316 uh, uh, says, and by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. Okay, so well, let's, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. So in Acts chapter 3, in Acts chapter 3, uh, Jesus had just healed somebody, uh, and I'm sorry, Peter had just healed somebody, and and Jesus had done it through Peter, uh, and so uh, Peter heals somebody, and um, and they're asking, how did you do this? How did you do this? And I said, well, I, I didn't do it. Uh, he was healed through faith in Jesus, right? Uh, and so he doesn't take credit for the healing. Uh, no, he he goes on to say um, that. Uh, the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And so the faith that he has, he doesn't take credit for the healing, nor nor does he take credit for the faith, right? He, he says, no, no, the faith that is through Jesus, the faith that was given to me through Jesus, the faith that I have that came through Jesus, not the faith that I decided one day that I was going to believe, not the faith that I accepted one day. No, no, it's the faith that came to me through Jesus. So he doesn't take credit for healing this man, nor does he take credit for the faith, right, that he used to heal this man. So uh, the faith that comes to us through Jesus, this is a faith that we can't take any kind of credit for. So faith is a gift. It comes to us through Jesus. Okay. So then how do we make sense of our faith? How do we make sense of believing? Okay, so uh, I love reading C.S. Lewis. I love reading C.S. Lewis. And I think C.S. Lewis has really, really had a gift for explaining the faith, explaining what it means to be a Christian, why we're Christians. And, um, and so a new movie just came out about C.S. Lewis called The Most, um, the most, uh, the most Reluctant Convert. And, and so I took the youth group to see it about 10 days ago, and, and it, was, it was a good movie. Uh, kind of boring, especially for a high schooler, but it really important stuff. And so basically it tells the story of C.S. Lewis's life and what it took to bring him to faith, right? What it took for him to recognize that God is um, real, 
And so uh, it starts with his childhood. He has a happy childhood, right? And then when he's young, like 10, 12, his, his mother dies. His mother dies. And then a couple years later, uh, World War I breaks out, and he ends up fighting, fighting on the front lines of World War I. And he sees a world of sadness, a world of brokenness, a world of violence, a world where terrible people, um, it's a, the world is a terrible place with terrible people doing terrible things to each other. And he thought that way for many years. And so he would say, how can there be a loving God in a world where terrible people do terrible things to each other and terrible things such as cancer happen to good people? How can a loving God allow that to happen? How can a loving God allow this world to be as broken and as violent and as terrible as it is with the sins that we have uh, that, that people commit every day to harm one another? Uh, just yesterday, there was a shooting at Oxford High School in Oxford, Michigan, right? Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard this. A couple, a couple of kids were killed. Uh, Oxford, Michigan, That I grew up in Romeo, Michigan. Oxford, Michigan is the next town over. I've been to Oxford High School many times. I've driven by it tons of times. Now, my sister played basketball games there. I know uh, how, can, how can God, how can a loving God be in charge? How can a loving God be real when terrible things like this happen? right? That's the question. That's the question that bothered C.S. Lewis for a long time. That's the question that for a long time made C.S. Lewis say, there is no God. So what changed? One day, C.S. Lewis had this epiphany. How do I know what is right? And how do I know what is wrong? How do I know the difference between good and bad? How do we know kindness when we see it? How do we know evil when we see it? Where does this moral standard come from? How is it that we know that we know good and that we know bad? That knowledge must come from somewhere. That knowledge of good and bad must come from somewhere. Where does it come from? Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-three. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, meaning they will have intuitive, an intuitive knowledge of what is right and what is wrong. They will have a moral standard, my moral standard within they will know what is right. They will know what is wrong. They will know kindness when they see it. They will know goodness when they see it. And they will know evil when they see it. They will know bad when they see it. Because I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. Now, the word, the word that we translate as law is the Hebrew word Torah. You've probably heard that word before, Torah. It is, the, it is often and most, um, most often translated as the law. It can also mean the first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah, uh, that which traditionally was said to have been written by Moses. Scholars have kind of said, no, there's no way Moses, there's no way Moses wrote the story of Moses's death. That would be a difficult one, right? Um, so it was written by more than just Moses, but uh, it is the story of Moses, the story of Exodus, all those things, right? Um, the Torah is the first five books, also known as the Pentateuch, right? The first five books. Uh, but Torah has a different, broaden, broader definition 
uh, one that we don't talk about as much. Uh, we can we can define it as the law of God, or we can define it as the mind of God, the the overarching, all encompassing mind of God, the the all that we can know and understand about God, right? Is Torah, is Torah, and so it's more than just the law; it's the mind of God. And so, Second Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians, two verses fifteen through sixteen, Paul is writing. Paul, someone who grew up in the uh, in in as a as a Pharisee, someone who grew up in the the uh, Jewish faith, someone who grew up, they probably had the first five books of the Bible memorized, someone who knew what Torah means, right? So this is Paul understanding what Torah means. First Corinthians chapter two verses fifteen through sixteen. Those who are spiritual discern all things and they are themselves subject to no one else's scrutiny. Verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit, which has been given to us, opens our hearts and minds up to the mind of Christ. Torah. It's more than just the law. It is the mind of Christ. We have been given this as a gift with our faith that we will know that we could think in the same way that God would think, that we could figure out what it means to follow God, that we can figure out what goodness is and figure out what evil is. And when we see it, we can say, that is not what God would have. That is not God's will. That is not what God wants. And then we see goodness and we see kindness and we say, that is the way of God. And so the ability then to see goodness, to see evil, and to call it for what it is, for C.S. Lewis was helped him understand, helped him under, make sense of faith. How do I know there's a God? I know there is a God because I know the difference between good and evil. Now, uh, the mind of Christ, having the mind of Christ, this all comes from the faith that is a gift. It is not something that we do. So the next time you hear a story of evil, of terror, of terrible things, right, and you think, where is a loving God? How could a loving God let this happen? Be comforted. Be comforted by the fact that you have the mind of Christ, that you have the mind of God, that you have the ability to see that which is good and that which is bad. And the people of God should always discern that which is good versus that which is bad and do that which is good instead of that which is bad. So uh, there's a little, uh, just a little sidebar today about believing and, and why it is we believe and helping to make sense of what we believe and how we believe uh, and, and being what, what it means to be a believer in the world. So we will stop there. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done this, but uh, good to be with you. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will close with a word of prayer. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for giving us faith. We thank you for sharing your mind with us, helping us to see what is good and what is bad. Help us to always do that which is good. Help us to proclaim goodness and kindness and love uh, so that we, working with you and the Holy Spirit, can transform the world to be a kingdom that reflects your mind and your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, have a great week, and we will see you next week. Take good care of yourselves.